Kate's Song Talk Radio. Welcome to Song Talk Radio, the show with songwriters talking to other songwriters about the craft of songwriting. We share tips, tools, and techniques, and together we all become better at writing songs. I'm your host, Neil Mooney, and with me, my co-host, Phil Emery. How are you doing, Phil? I am snowed under, Neil. Oh, no. Yes, we have uh, we've been hit by 50 centimeters of snow, and um, yeah, it's a lot of snow. Yeah. <laughs> doing yeah. a lot of shovelings. That's, that's a lot of shoveling. For those yeah, of we you got... in Toronto... Yeah, we, we got you got hit here in Toronto too today. It's pretty bad out there, but it's more it's more about the traffic and the craziness, yes, than the quantity of snow. But yeah, for everyone else, uh, please send your comments, questions, weather reports to uh, at Song Talk Radio on Facebook or Instagram, or feedback at songtalk.ca for the email, and we'll share your thoughts on the show. And please visit songtalk.ca to see the show post for this episode, to find links to resources we mention, and to download lyric and chord sheets to follow along with the songs that we feature. You're going to want to do that tonight, I promise you. Um, tonight, we're very happy to welcome singer-songwriter Flavia Abadia. How are you, Flavia? I'm doing really well, thank you. How are you? Uh, we're doing pretty good. Thanks for joining us. And um, before we get to uh, Flavia's most excellent song, um, I just want to make a small announcement. Uh, a short while ago, uh, the, the Juno nominations uh, for 2024 were announced, and we're very happy to say that one of our favorite former guests, Julian Taylor, um, mm. has once again been nominated. Uh, he's nominated this year for Contemporary Roots Album of the Year for his album, Beyond the Reservoir. So congratulations, Julian, on your nomination. and uh, Congratulations. That's amazing. He's been nominated before. He's a he's a fantastic artist. Definitely recommend yeah. checking him out. He's puts on an amazing live show too. Talented fellow so, indeed. Yes. Okay, on to the main act. <laughs> um, uh, Flavia Abadia is an international DJ, MC, singer, and songwriter based in Toronto, Canada. Colombian and French-Canadian, born in France, Flavia seamlessly blends an array of musical genres ranging from Latin to Mumbaton to hip-hop, house, vogue, and other global elements. With an impressive track record, Flavia's original music has garnered over 2 million cumulative streams, attesting to her widespread appeal and creative prowess. In 2024, she is set to release her highly anticipated third album, Salvaje. Prior to this, Flavia made a significant mark in 2023 with the release of her first all-Spanish album, Hacia la Luz, accompanied by several genre-bending singles. Welcome to Song Talk Radio, Flavia Abadia. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. That's really cool. So your previous album was your first all Spanish album. Is your new album all Spanish as well? So it's mostly Spanish and I have a couple of English songs with some really exciting features. So, okay. Yeah. And, and before this, you were doing English or Spanish or both? I was doing um, both. I guess I my first album is English with a little bit of um, Spanglish in it. And then my second album is Spanish. Was there a specific, um, decision about releasing, um, a whole, um, a fully Spanish album? So when I started creating, I wasn't sure exactly what my genre was. You know, when you start recording music or making music, you're trying to find your place where you belong. I had, I made an EP, um, which was okay, but it didn't fully represent everything I 
am or who I am fully. And then I remember I was working with a producer and I kept telling him, oh, I want to do Spanish. I want to write in Spanish. He's like, no one listens to Spanish music, like especially in, in Canada. Like this is not going to go well. This was before Despacito came out. And I was like, no, but I really I have this vision. I really want to do it. So we did a Spanglish song where I, I have a little bit of Spanish and I got a Spanish feature um, for a song called Trumpets. And we filmed the music video in Cuba. I had like this vision to film the video in Cuba. He's like, why would you do that? I'm like, I, I just have this vision. I have to do it. <laughs> and then from that song, I, I mean, it meant a lot to me, that song. And I wanted to continue down that path. So I started writing more in Spanish. And then I found another producer who also speaks Spanish. And we had similar influences. and then. I mean, organically, I had enough songs to create a Spanish album. So, yeah, that's how that journey started. <laughs> okay. All right. So why don't we take a listen um, to Flavia's new song? This is called Mala, which I understand means bad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and remember, folks, the lyric sheets, both of them are going to be available on the, on the website, sontag.ca, so you can follow along. We'll have both the original Spanish and the English um, translation as well. So let's hit it, Bill. Fear girl Flavia Abadia. Inocente. Cuidado si no te quemo. 
Very cool. Very cool. I'd like to know what the writing process uh, was this. Was it, did this start off with just maybe you and a guitar? Or did it start, was it um, you and a loop? And or how, how did it come together? So in general, I like to write in the room with the producer. So for this song in particular, I really wanted trumpets at the beginning of the song. So we started with that, just selecting um, trumpet sounds and then building the beat of the song. I, yeah, I, I love creating in the room with the producer because sometimes I have ideas for production. Sometimes he might have ideas for melodies or how I can word things better. So for this did you one, ever do you have a lyric written already or at least an idea what the song was about? No, I had no idea. You just, I just, you just wanted trumpets. Yes, I okay. wanted trumpets. <laughs> I wanted like that old school, like Havana feeling. I, mm -hmm. I really like Arab scales as well. Mm -hmm. And so does the producer I work with. So I'm half French Canadian, half Colombian. And he is half French Canadian, half Dominican. So we both have the French Canadian influence. That's also influenced by French Afro music, um, Arab cultures, and also the Spanish that has a little bit of Arab influence because the Moors went to Spain and Spain colonized Latin America. So, and and a lot of Arab people also speak French. So. <laughs> <laughs> We kind of have all these mixed influences. Um, so yeah, we started with the beat and the feeling of it. And we had the beginning of the lyrics. Um, Inocente tú no eres, yo tampoco dime que se siente. Like just, I don't know, that sentence just came to us. So we we wrote that, we had some melody ideas. This one in particular, I wasn't sure exactly where to fully go with it. So I actually asked a colleague of mine to help me write some of the lyrics. So she gave me her ideas in, in, on her own. She lives in, in Los Angeles. She sent it to me and then I went back to the studio. I took some of those lyrics and then modified them and created the song in the studio in a, in a separate session. Hmm. So yeah, some, some songs they just like come to me super easily and I write them in one session and boom, it's done. Or some, yeah, some take 10 minutes, some take three hours, some take a few sessions. So this was uh -huh. one of those that took um, a little bit longer and it's more focused on the feeling rather than cleverness of lyrics for this particular song. Hmm. Yeah. So they, they, so they, so the kind of lyrical idea then come together after you've written that those first couple of lines and then you kind of rolled forward from there. It wasn't until that happened. Yeah. So we wrote the first couple of lines and we're like, okay, this could be like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith vibe, you know, that movie with Angelina Jolie. So it's, mm -hmm. it's almost like two spies or two people who are trying to figure each other out. They kind of want to be together and they also have a secret so we're trying to, yeah, write it in that way. So it's kind of mysterious. It, it leaves it more up to the listener to fill in the blanks rather mm -hmm. than just spelling out a story. Yeah. And do, do you find that you can be more or less, I would say like, like poetic or like, like you, you say it's not clever, but 
do you have an <clears throat> do you have a, a easier way writing lyrics in Spanish or in English, or is it kind of equal? So in Spanish, I find you can be a lot more clever. I have another song called Aficiao. Okay, so this song is, I'm really proud of the songwriting because it's very interesting. So Aficiao is like slang for asphyxiao, which means like mm. to asphyxiate, so to choke someone literally. Mm. <laughs> and also in Dominican Republic, it also means to be in love with something. Mm. So when I found out those two meanings, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to write a song with that. So I got inspired by that word and I wrote a song about like a praying mantis, a black widow who seduces her prey and they're in love with this person. And then once they're seduced, it's too late. Mm. So with, I mean, that, that word doesn't in, exist in English. So I couldn't have written that song in English. Um, yeah, it, it depends. I also find depending on the song itself, like the, the instrumental, sometimes it, it pulls me more to write in Spanish or sometimes it pulls me more to write it in English. Mm. I have, um, a voguing song that's going to come out soon, which I'm really excited about. I wrote that one so quickly the words just came to me and yeah that was all in english um easy rhyming pattern and the feature on that is is um his name is kevin jay-z prodigy if you listen to beyonce's latest album renaissance or seen the tour he's on the album and he's on this song too which is really exciting he was actually featured in her movie as well so yeah, but that one, just the beat itself, just pulled me to write it in English and it came super quickly. Um, so yeah, I guess it depends on the mood and the melodies and... You, you, don't, you don't go at it and uh, like on my next album, I'm going to have five Spanish songs and five English songs. It's really on a song by song basis and whatever it, I guess whatever it feels so. like it feels like, right? Yeah, I mean, for this one, this album, I wanted it to be mostly Spanish because I got a factor grant for it. So my goal for this album was to make it mostly Spanish. Um, and I had like a theme in mind, but then as it develops, it changes. And yeah, you just go in the room, you create magic and it might not necessarily be what you originally thought. <laughs> so. Did that, that actually surprise you that a factor grant for writing Spanish songs? Because like you were, you were being, you were being told before that no one wants to hear Spanish songs. Yeah. I mean, I applied to factor grants for so many years and I never got it. And actually this applic the, the application that I submitted that got this grant was the exact same application I used the previous round. So it was the same application, just different jurors who said yes, I guess. Um, so you never know. It, it can be very biased or it, it, de it depends on people's opinions. And I think you just have to keep trying if you're applying to grants. And I think Spanish music also became more popular. So it is such a huge market. I'm surprised someone's saying nobody <laughs> wants to hear Spanish because it's a massive, massive market. You know, um, all over South America. But I want to ask about the rhyme schemes. It's interesting when you don't speak um, speak a language. 
and you listen to a song, one thing I do try to pick out is whether or not there's rhymes. And I've okay. listened to a lot of French songs. There doesn't seem to be rhymes that I recognize as rhymes. How, how, how does Spanish rhyme? Because I think um, English rhymes a lot on either like the, the ends, ends of the words or the beginnings of the words, I think. Mm. How, about, how does Spanish work? So there's a lot of words that end the same in Spanish. Um, yeah, I guess in French it is harder to write. I've I speak French as well, and I've written in French and tried to sing it, but I don't. It doesn't come as easily to me in French. I can write you a whole essay in French, but not <laughs> a song <laughs> yeah, as easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, in Spanish, there's a lot of words that end with a. Um, Oh, I mean, in the Aficiao one, I, I really, um, well, I have to pull up the lyrics or like sing it again in my head, <laughs> but there's a lot of endings that are the same. Um, and this one as well, I can pull up the lyrics. Um, in the first verse, Ana, it's siente and mientes. Yes. Siente, mientes, mente. Um, mala cuando se me da la gana. Como yo no hay ninguna. And then, so that's like basically A, 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 A. And then at the end, it's like A, B, A, you know, of um, mala, juego, mala, quemo. Mm -hmm. So you can play with the, with the rhymes. But yeah, I, I, I did my best to rhyme things, even in the verses. Viví, comí, ratito, permito. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a couple that don't rhyme but it's i i try to i do my best to make sure that things rhyme because i think it just sounds better for the ear in general well it, it makes it it makes stuff catchier it makes stuff easier to digest it makes stuff yeah yeah more 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 pop friendly also if something doesn't rhyme it's a great way of bringing attention to that so if yeah. there's a if there's a line or a concept you want people to pay attention to Breaking that rule or breaking that rhythm is a great way of doing that. That's a that's a great little tool. Yeah, um, that's a very. I, I, I wonder though if there's a thing where if you understand the meaning of the words, you perceive the rhymes more strongly. I don't know if that's a thing, really. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're not understanding the words, then maybe you're. Maybe it's just sounds and. I mean, rhymes are sounds, but I don't know. Without understanding the context, then it, I don't know. <laughs> it, does, it does make it a lot catchier. So I DJ as well, and I DJ hmm. a lot of international music, um, whether it's, yeah, different cultural events I do, or just in general, I like listening to music from around the world. And you don't have to speak the language to tell if something's catchy from the melody, the instruments, and also just mm -hmm. hearing the rhymes, you can, your brain is like, okay, cool. It ends in A, it ends in mm -hmm. A or it ends in O. It, yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing to think about when listening to music that's not in your native tongue or English. Mm -hmm. There's a very distinctive rhythm that I've heard in a lot of um, a lot of Spanish music. Um, can you speak about what kind of rhythm that is? So Latin music has so many rhythms. 
from different countries. There's a lot of regional music. So this one is kind of like a reggaeton fusion. Mm. I would say reggaeton is very um, popular right now. And that's the rhythm that you predominantly hear in, in Latin popular music. And that was born in Puerto Rico with Daddy Yankee and all of, all of them there. I find, I mean, like the history of a lot of music, whether it's hip hop or Brazilian funk, it comes from really like the street, you know, I, I don't know if you use that in expression in English, like, yeah. from yeah, it's, it's very local, organic music. And then that's a lot of the time at the beginning, it's frowned upon or looked down upon by a lot of people. And then it gets catchier and catchier or, or people catch on to it more and accept it more. And then it becomes the popular genre. Mm -hmm. so that's what happened with reggaeton as well. So that's the rhythm that you predominantly hear. I do play with other rhythms and other songs. Like I have one song that's um, Champeta, which is a genre from the coast of Colombia. That song is called Ayo. I have another song called YNQF that has um, some like dance elements and a little bit of um, other Latin genres. So yeah, I, I try to fuse and, and mix things a little bit. <laughs> yeah. when, when it comes to the writing process, you say you write a lot in the studio. Does that mean that the, you, you, you lean on the producers you're working with then to come up with sort of the music beds and the, and the, and the percussion stuffs and all this sort of stuff. And, and you're really top lining on top of that, or, or do you, do you, do you come up with a, a vocal melody first and, and then let them do the stuff underneath? How does that work? So there's one song that I came up with just the melody on my phone. I mean, I have melodies come to me all the time and I record them on my phone just in case, but in general, I just, I like collaborating in the studio and I, I, I dance as well. And I'm very driven by the instrumentation and I, I, I co-produce. So that really drives me. And then let's say he's working on the percussion and adding a couple things. I'm there in the studio with my phone and I'm doing melodies with my mm -hmm. phone on my phone. Um, and then I, come up with little words or add a sentence together. And then I'm like, Hey, um, this is what I have. And he's like, Oh, cool. I like that. Or he might do a little melody and I'm like, okay, cool. I like that too. Or, or even if I, if I sing it, let's say I come up with all the lyrics, um, and melodies in the studio, he might because the studio I work at, it's, it's in the basement of his house. So let's say he goes upstairs to make food and I'm still in, <laughs> in the basement writing or whatever. And then when it's time to go in the booth, if I sing, if I sing things a certain way, he might be like, okay, sing it more this way. Or, or I'm, or I might say, okay, I'm going to sing it with a little more attitude. Uh, yeah. I, I like that creation process i think it's mm. it's magical and i feel like it's a sounds weird but i feel like it's like a connection either to god or the universe it just because sometimes 
it just comes through you onto the paper or through onto the phone or microphone. It just, yeah, you're like a vessel for it. Yeah, especially when if you're just yeah, that, that, that's basically your intuition kicking in, and and you know you've you've sang enough music and you've heard enough music and you've you know jammed to enough music that stuff just kind of naturally comes out of you when you when you hear the context of what's going on around you and you hear the beat and you hear the thing and you have some words and you kind of throw it all together and yeah, it just kind of it just kind of happens, right? Which is yeah, which is which is a great. Yeah, you're right. It is. It is a little bit magical, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what are? I have a question for both of you. What are your favorite ways to write songs? I'll let Phil go first. Um, <laughs> actually, one of my favorite ways is uh, using the bass. Okay. Uh, I played bass in a band. Um, I'm actually a guitarist, but I'd rather play bass in a band because it's a lot more fun. And I found as a writing tool, it's surprisingly freeing because. You don't get um, necessarily locked into a major or minor key. It's okay. very kind of free, uh, freeing that way. So that's one of my favorite ways. How about you, Neil? For me, I, I've come to acknowledge that I, I lean on my piano a lot. I'm, I'm most adept at, I'm a better drummer than I am anything else, but as far as you know, real musical notes and things. <laughs> I, need, I need the piano. I tend to, and because I don't have a strong singing voice, I tend to lean on my piano for developing melodies and developing chord progressions um, and, and musical ideas and kind of shape the song like that. It'd be really hard for me to just grab a phone and do it clearly with my, or totally with my voice. I'd have to lean on an instrument in order to shape um, the thing. But I, I tend to start with a title Lately, I'm starting with a title and an idea about what the song is about and write some lyrics and then go back and forth between my piano and my crappy singing and <laughs> go back to the lyrics and then scratch out a bunch of lyrics and rewrite verses. And, and then it's and then, and then so then it's a it's, it's a juggling act between between music and lyrics, um, you know, trying to get them both in, in, in some kind of a vibe, vibe together. Of course, for me, uh, lyrics are the very last thing I do. Okay. It is my, it is my weakest, uh, weakest point of uh, my musical ness, and uh, I have worked with some lyricists, mm-hmm. and they do amazing stuff, and they can do it like over a lunch break, you know. And I'm just, I'm struggling. So yeah, I, I I struggle with lyrics too. That's why I prefer to start with them because it's the hardest part. Because the music stuff is easy. I can if I get past the hard stuff first, then I got well, something to, to grab put, onto. You have to, you have to put the hard stuff off. true that okay so so similar to phil when he says he doesn't want to get locked into a key i i think i lean on percussion Mm -hmm. and i i do melodies and stuff over the percussion because i feel like i can be more creative that way Mm -hmm. and i do the melodies first and then i add lyrics to it because Mm. In general, I think it's important that it's catchy or it sounds or feels good. And then I I dive in more with the lyrics. Unless like that other song that was Aficiao was like really lyric um, dependent with telling that story. Um, but normally I, I focus on the melody first and the mm. lyrics come through that. A lot of people yeah. do. I mean, I think McCartney yeah. works that way a lot. So, 
yeah, you put in dummy lyrics or la la la's or something. Yeah, that, that, I've worked I've worked that way too. It's just like something something something. Okay, I don't know what the lyric is going to be, but it's going to be you know blah 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 blah, and then and then you you fill it in afterwards. And you know because because it's always a tension between. I, I find that if you if you write the entirety of the lyric first, and then you write a, a melody, almost kind of separate than that, without really thinking about the lyric, then then sometimes it's like the emphasis lens ends up on the wrong syllable when you just try and plug it in on top. Whereas if you wrote a melody first, even if you write a melody first, then you got to find words that, that the emphasis falls in the right spot. And that can be a challenge too. Like that's why, that's why for me, it's always back and forth between melody and, and lyric. It's like, well, I like this lyric, but I don't like that melody. Now I got to transform the melody to fit the lyric. Now I got to transform the lyric to fit that melody. Cause I really dig the melody, <laughs> you know? So if you have a lyric that you really like and it doesn't fit that song, you can use it to inspire a whole different song. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Done that before too. Oh yeah. And if uh, some part of the song isn't working, just take it out and save it for something else. Cause you know, you will write another song. Yeah. 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 yeah and then that, that, yeah, that's a really important thing to remember too, is don't be too precious about what you've written because it, it, you can always, yeah, you can always pull it out and use it for something else and whatever, like, it's all good. Yeah. And, and what is the next thing for this release? Is it actually released now? Is it going into stores? What's the, what is your plan for this thing? So Mala is already released into stores, um, digital stores and, and platforms. And I'm currently working on creating a music video for it. Cool. So I hope to do that soon. You're releasing and singles or you release the whole album at once? So my plan as an independent artist, because I'm still gaining like followers and fans, I'm doing the opposite that of the traditional music industry. So I'm releasing singles first and then I'm packaging them in the album how i see it in my head and then i'll have a couple more songs on the album that haven't been released but i i'm releasing singles first just to gain traction that seems to be the way a lot of indie artists are doing it now Mm -hmm. yeah which makes a makes a certain amount of sense which is so funny because that's actually how they used to do it Uh, they were always singles and then the albums were just a collection of singles so everything's coming around yeah, I guess so. And also, I realized, for example, with Motown, um, the songs were really short, and then they got longer and longer, and now they're going back to being short, which is really interesting. And now they're 15 seconds on TikTok. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's short. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But even some songs are like two minutes or... Yeah. Oh. That, that was a which is an interesting challenge for yourself i mean can you write a song in two minutes right like it's amazing what you can pack into two minutes if you really try yeah yeah it's true very true <laughs> and then it makes it more playable yeah yeah for sure Okay, I think um, I'm hearing the band there. So I think that's about all the time we have on Song Talk Radio tonight. Special thanks to uh, Flavia Abdia. Um, Where can our listeners find uh, out more about you and your music? 
on my website uh, www.yourgirlflav.com or my social media at yourgirlflav with additional spelling y-o-u-r-g-i-r-l-f-l-a-v cool. and that's on all the social medias same same awesome. tag yeah yeah and nice. cool okay and we'll be uh, linking to that stuff on the show post for this episode and um, we want to hear from you our listeners so please send your comments on facebook or instagram to at song talk radio or send us an email feedback at songtalk.ca uh, also be sure to check out our youtube channel for live performance videos and full episodes and subscribe today to the song talk radio podcast on your favorite podcast provider you can find links to all the products books and web services we mentioned on the show and our resources page on the website and please join us at our next monthly song talk meetup whether you're in toronto for our in-person meetups or anywhere in the world for our online meetups it's free to join on meetup.com and free to attend bring a song and a lyric sheet and get constructive feedback from other songwriters stop by songtalk.ca for link. You can follow me at neilmodi.com. You can follow Phil. philemory.ca. And Flavia, what's your favorite social media channel? Where do you go the most? Instagram. Instagram? Um, they all love the Instagram. <laughs> I, I just, I can't stand the interface. I, I've been trying, but I don't know. It's a little, yeah, I'm not, not a big fan either. But anyway, um, be sure to stop by the website, songtalk.ca, to browse past shows and find out how you can be a guest. Thanks for tuning in and keep, keep on, on writing. writing. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Long. Woo-hoo!